Bondo. Yeah. Star Wars Sessions in the building, children, ladies. This is the way to the recap, baby. And you know, it's gonna get wild when Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child. afternoon or evening wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to star wars sessions mandalorian recap yes my name is matt hudson aka jabba the hud and joining me is the boss man of basildon himself luke bly aka master Blywalker. luke how are you my friend mate mate um yeah uh i'm good mate boy <laughs> i'm good i i uh, one is shooketh one is shooketh once again, Matty boy. Why could it, that be? It, it's a spicy Friday, you know, so spicy Fridays. I mean, Fridays are pretty spicy anyway, but it's even more spicy because the old Mando is here. And once again, week in, week out during Mando season, I wake up, I jump in the shower and I load up Disney Plus. Oh, my giddy. Not at the same time, by the way. <laughs> I load up all Disney. Health risks there. There could be. There could be. Load up old Disney Plus. There it is, mate. There it is. Chapter 12. Oh. Yes. Yes, my friend. You're right. Chapter 12, episode 4 of season 2, The Siege, directed by mm. Carl Weathers himself. So for those who haven't heard the recap yet, welcome. For those who have, welcome. This is a spoiler-heavy recap of The Siege. If you haven't seen that episode... Go check out Disney Plus like Lukey Boy did this morning. Fire it up. It's about 40 minutes long, this episode. Let's watch it, then come back and listen to what we thought about it, because we're going to dive heavy into this. But before we even talk about specifics, Luke, did you even like this episode? Uh, mate, listen, I had to go... Uh, like In between watching this episode, working and recording this, I had to go to Greg's. I had to go to Greg's, get myself a mocha. Celebrate and flipping, what was it? A uh, sausage and bacon, a pig's under blanket, like baguette. Oh, flipping nice. Mental, mate. I had to get that to contain my head because my head is away with the fairies now. It's away with the galactic fairies because it's, um, it's spinning, mate. A lot happens in this episode. Um, and <laughs> once again, like, listen, I, I, I really like this episode. I really like this episode. And at the beginning, I was kind of like, right, this this is classic. You know, I posted a meme during the week on Instagram stories saying, ah, oh, it was a Shrek slash Mando meme. <laughs> of, yeah. You know, in Shrek, Donkey and, and Shrek, they go to Lord Farquaad's like castle. That's He's right. Like, quest. I'm already on a quest. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's Mando in it. Like, he's got so many... <laughs> It's like me when I play an Elder Scrolls game. I'm like, mate, I'm just opening up quests left, right, and center, finishing about five, and I've got yep. 15 to go. Um, if, it felt a bit like that. But, like, I think the payoff of this episode is is really big for Star Wars fans. I think it, people are going to look at this and be like, oh, well, it makes sense anyway. You know, needs to fix the ship, um, catch up with, you know, old friends, which was great. But this... This show, this episode does a very good job of expanding what's going on in the Empire right now, what their priorities are, or Remnant Empire, I should say, really. Um, 
I think it does a terrific job of that, mate. A terrific job. It, it says a thousand words with a few images, and I guarantee. Well, no, I don't. I already know this, mate. I already know this. Forums at the moment be going crazy. <laughs> Star Wars forums, geek forums, comment sections, the lot. People, people are going to go nuts after this episode, and I don't blame them. There's, there's a lot to talk about, mate, boy. That's it. Favreau and the gang have come out to play now. They're swinging. They've they've set down the roadmap now. I think. Um, I really like this episode. In fact, I thought this episode was quality. I really. Do. I can already hear those same forums shouting filler, filler. No, this ain't no filler episode. Mm. Uh, don't even go down that road. Mm. I too had your concerns when they went to Navarro. Fine with that. No issue. And they met up with Magistrate Carga and Marshall Dune. Mm, they've obviously they've cool. elevated themselves which is pretty cool uh they obviously need to repair the crest and we got the mission again the yes we'll repair your ship but can you help us do this for the fourth episode in a row i said it last week i hope they don't keep doing that i've got a feeling this will be the last one this season potentially now based on the information we got i think now it's just going to be straight like fight or running or what something but um but yeah i really 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 dug us mate and there's so much so much, so much to dive into in this. And that's part of the reason why I liked it. But another reason why I think this episode works, given what I've just said about uh, you've been quested to do another quest, was because <laughs> halfway through the episode, Mando jetpacks off to get baby. And it just means the focus is now on grief, Kara, and the Mithril. So Mando's not oh. in it for half the episode, which I think is pretty cool. That if you're going to do a mission, fine, Mando's there. But now we're focusing on these guys, which I quite like that. And it was. A little bit different. And obviously, Baby's only in it for the first five, ten minutes and the final 20, 30 seconds so of, of that battle anyway. So I like that they, they changed up the the routine slightly and made that we could focus on Grief and Kara a bit more. But yeah, man, I I, I dug this, mate. So um, those those big old reveals at the forums are going to get into. There's, um, yeah, they're swinging here. Listen, mate, some of my favourite stuff in Star Wars... Mandalorian, all sorts of just Star Wars content is I love seeing everyday stuff, just like normal life stuff in a galaxy far, far away. And I feel like some of this is going to just be kind of not necessarily forgotten, but just overlooked a little bit over the next couple of days until next week, of course. But the, the, the school... Baby Yoda being being dropped off at the school. It was so cute. And they're learning it about the Kessel so Run nice. as well. They're, were they really? Was the, that what the, they were learning about? The protocol droid was kind of teaching them about, um, I think, like root, roots or something like that. And they mentioned the the Acades Moor from Solo, which is, I think, the thing that tried to eat them. And uh, oh the Kessel Run and like the Corellian Run, which is a fun little um, Easter egg. Nod. That's for those amazing. with subtitles on <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, do you watch it with subtitles? I always watch it with subtitles for that reason because there's so much hidden within the within the background speech. Sometimes that it can easily be missed. So um, the first, both times I, I watch it twice now. I watched it with subtitles both times just to make sure. But otherwise, I would have never. I never would have known that there was a Kester Run reference, or I wouldn't have known mm. by from the sec on the second time. I noticed that in the background on navarro which now suddenly looks a lot more bustling which is pretty cool there's an yes. ig11 statue serious yeah but you know when they're going i i, I notice it's a second time when they're going into the school and Kara's like wait till you see what's on the inside 
and then it kind of pans to a mid shot of Navarro again. You can see IG Eleven in the statue in the background that they've uh, put up for him. That is amazing. It's cool. Good spot, man. Good no, spot. Nice yeah, one. of course, because he 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 helped save save the town. It yeah. ma- it makes a, makes a lot of sense. That's lovely. And even even just like there's a few more potted plants about, and the the colours are different. Yeah. If you notice last season, it was always cloudy on Navarro. Now there was a bit, there was a wee bit of sunlight. It was like, it felt almost like Naboo-esque. It's like, that's what they were going for. Because as Grief said, you know, they want to be the hub for this part of the um, Parsec, of that it's bit of trade galaxy. Yeah. So, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Again, world building, loved it. And Grief is like, look, for us to completely get there while we're fixing your ship, can you just help us get rid of this remnant of Imperials? We know there's a facility nearby. Let's go. Let's wipe them out. All of them. Do it. Do it. And, mate, they go over. They head over to this place. And, again, what do you think of Blue Guy? Blue Guy, Mithril's back. Uh, I liked him in this episode. Me too. I liked him in this episode. I, I liked him in the first episode, though. I was... Th- when, mate, as soon as we got the flipping previously on The Mandalorian, <laughs> you like you got, like, Kara uh, June, you got, like, um, the blue guy, Mithril. Like, I was like, man, that scene, that first scene in The Mando ever, I could take you in warm or I could take you in cold. Oh, yes. Yes. That's Mando Eastwood. I didn't. I didn't mind him in the first. I, when I watched the first episode again the other week, the other day, sorry, because I was because I was used to it, he fitted in a lot more. I think it was more just not a shock, but like the the first ever live action TV series. One of the first things we see is this like blue guild geezer. I was a bit like, is this the tone we're going? I remember saying to you and on the sessions at the time that that felt very much like an animated character that Filoni has brought into his his uh, episode, but now. I thought he fitted in really well with this episode, mate. Oh, mate, I loved it. And I loved that he's like paying off his debt <laughs> to grief. You know, uh, oh, you want to go back in Carbonite? It's just, it's it's good. The banter was good. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I could tell throughout the episode, before we get to the real meaty stuff, I could tell. So this was directed um, by our boy, Carl Carga. Yep. Thank you, Carl Weathers, yeah. I Googled a picture of him the other day. I was like, Carl Weathers, 80s. And I posted it on our stories to see how hyped people were for the Mandalorian. It, it was such a good photo of him. Yeah, like, Carl Weathers is such a boss. Like, the stuff he's done previously, such a boss. Oh, mate, I was like, this guy is such a beefcake, such a legend. And yeah, I thought he did overall, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, There were a couple things in place where I was like, yeah, you, you can tell... You can tell a, a director's directing this who who hasn't got like a grand, you know, catalogue of experience, mm-hmm. namely in the corridors. I think it was actually done on purpose. Toward the end of the episode, they're all like running through corridors. It was like snap, snap, snap. And it was using the wipe, like the traditional um, mm-hmm. faded Star Wars, like little wipe. It was doing that bang, 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 bang. And it was like, hang on, hang on. Like, calm it down a little bit here. It looked a little bit amateurish. I think that's probably one of my only criticisms of the episode. There was just a few things where it was like, "Mm, that isn't quite where the cinematography is in the rest of the series. Other than that, and listen, he's done a better job than what I could do. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure many people could do. But I thought overall... 
it was another grand Friday of me waking up with my coffee, with my cheeky breakfast biscuits, dunking them in me, in me coffee, watching Mando, you know, sun was rising. It, mate, I adore it. I, I, it really has, you know, the UK is on another lockdown as is a lot of European um, countries and countries around the world. And I'm telling you, mate, this, this makes it so much easier. Fridays have a whole new meaning at the moment, mate. You're right, man. This is why it's gonna. This is why it's gonna suck when it gets to the end of the year in January when we have no Mando. Um, I said to Blalo Ren off air last night that eventually we're gonna have Cassian potentially and Obi Wan probably at some point to kind of help uh, bridge some of the gap whilst we wait for Mando. Uh, which would be nice. But at the minute, once Mando season two's over, we've got to wait another 10 months for the next season. And judging by how this one's going, I don't think I can wait 10 months if we're going to go where we, where this story seems to be going. Um, yeah, man, I love I love the look of Navarro when they got through the canyon to the facility. It had a real, like, sullust vibe. Um, mm. The planet Vader mentions in Empire and from Battlefront 2015. Uh, and a Fallen Order vibe as well about the actual facility, like the landing ridges looked a bit like fallen order when they went to like zepho and that yes so yes. that's one of the things i got from that yeah dude uh spot on i got some major fallen order vibes some old mm. video games i got a few different vibes from this episode and actually i got a lot of just feelings of the expanded universe just creeping back in good. um good expanded universe not Dipped. not not the crazy not the like, mountain of sorrow what it's called yeah. oh we love that don't we yeah oh, boy loves that matt's favorite mate yeah, Mount I, sorrow. I liked when chewbacca was killed by a moon so you know yeah, classic um, classic star wars right in there uh chewie yeah, just we killed by it. a moon yeah man i i I really liked where I, there's not really anything I didn't like. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of angles or, like you say, cinematography or uh, lines that I didn't like. But uh, I guess the, the action at the beginning when they're in the Mando Coven and, you know, Kara's taking down those Aqualish or Aqualish, have you say it, um, looters. And she picked one of them up on her back as like a shield. And the guys are shooting the Aqualish the corpse. And I'm just thinking, we'll just shoot her in the legs and you probably win this fight. But other than that, not really much else, mate. And also the armourer isn't in. Obviously, the armourer's not there. She's fled. So yeah, she's legged it, mate. Yeah, I, she, I, loved seeing Pon- I loved seeing Ponda Baba's cousins just like <laughs> running about. <laughs> Ponda's running about brother on the it, it was like it was actually like London on a Friday night last year. Just like on the underground, you've got these geezers, you know, Ponda Baba's running about like trying to look for stuff, trying to look for like half drunk beer bottles or something. Dan Rock's away. Uh, respect That's to it, anyone who lives, to, who lives that way. Um, uh, yes, mate. I, I really dug this. Cara June drops a dank ferric at one point. So we're getting that. Oh, yeah. Um, and before, again, before, um, before we get into the meat, the, the, the actual chase scene through the canyon, I thought was awesome. When, where, when they have to take the, the Trexler Marauder, as it's called, the transport, and they go through the canyon. But before that, when it goes over the edge, and there's this wonderful shot of Mithril and Grief Karga screaming whilst Cara Dunes are sort of smirking to ourselves. I love that shot. Then you get the speed of chase, and you get the, and the troopers are quite smart for once because they, they try flanking the, the transport. So one gets crushed, and, but there's one who goes on top. He's got a thermal detonator, and he takes about six years to like do anything with it. And enough time for Grief Karga to turn around, but... His like appearance on the targeting system of this like body with his arm in the air was also hilarious as well. So I loved that. And then the Tie Fighters t- turn up like that noise that the ties come out with. 
I loved it, mate. I just loved that whole chase scene uh, from that, speeders that to whole, TIE fighters. That whole scene really gave me Phantom Menace vibes. Mm. Just the way it was in it was in the canyon. It, it reminded me of the pod racing scenes from Phantom Menace. This is tense. And, yeah, this is tense. Uh, I don't know why Kara didn't try spinning. Just like <laughs> flip it over, Tokyo Drift, mate. <laughs> like, it, I loved it, mate. I loved it. There was a lot of echoes back to the prequel trilogy, which I think this series is actually doing quite a lot, as in, you know, season two of The Mando. I think it's like throwing us a few prequel shapes, you know? Yeah, and good. Yeah, about time. I'm, I'm pleased that. And I, I'm glad that. I think Lucasfilm, Disney, and I think Dave Filoni especially, right, Mm -hmm. and John Favs, you know, they're realizing, do you know what? Huge part, a huge part of the Star Wars fandom grew up on the prequel trilogy. That's their Star Wars. It's a massive part of the story in, in general as well. Absolutely it is. The overall storytelling of the prequels is just like, it's absolutely incredible. It's, Mm -hmm. it's something special. But anyway, I loved that it harkened back to that. I loved it. And I think that was conscious. So there was just a moment. I was like, a few scenes. I was like, literally, that's just like the pod race. The color grade's di- just different. And they've yeah. switched out a pod racer for these other like speeders and an imperial transport. Like, that's it. But yeah. I love it. I loved it, mate. Um, now, look, I think we've covered all of the other stuff, right? We've covered... Uh, apart from Apart from Baby. We haven't mentioned Baby yet. Baby, oh, true, true. Trying to fix the razor crest, electrocuting himself, using oh. the force to nick that lad's macarons and then vomiting them up at the end of the episode. Do you know what? I saw that. I saw some people online being like, mate, they were like Oreos. I was like, no, they're no. macarons. They're you macarons. can literally, they are actually are, aren't they? They literally they are, are actually, blue macarons. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly. But that's how that's, I say. That That is exactly. How do you say it? Macarons. Macaron. <laughs> yeah. Macaron. I got scolded it. one day in Paris for asking for a macaron. And they said, no, no, it's macaron. Okay. So ever since oh, then, that, that, that French dude in the bakery's told me off. So ever since then, it's just macaron. Yeah, there was a French guy just like having a, a, a little cigarette break. Cause that's, that's, um, I, I was always told by a French coworker that that's their national sport. It's like, <laughs> and <laughs> we're charging a lot of money macaron. for macaron. <laughs> Exactly. But they were good, Macaron, though. Uh, we love them, our French cousins. We do love, love a bit of Paris, mate. But yes, um, oh, mate. baby's a naughty boy, but in a good way, he steals that lad's macarons and he, Macaron, and he vomits <laughs> them up. And, and um, Mando's got to wipe his vomit with his cape. And then that little moment at the beginning when um, Mando and baby, they're sipping their soup and Ma- Mando just lifts his helmet ever so slightly to drink it. But they're mm. sipping their soup at the same time. And again, it's... It's a father and son relationship, isn't it? It's like the beginning was like the dad teaching his son electrics or like how to put his chain back on his bike type thing. Spot on, mate. Spot on. They're definitely hinting that that's one of the themes of this season is this father-son relationship, this family relationship. And we know that someone like Dave Filoni is going to, put that at the forefront because he he has this understanding again i think john favreau has this too that family is so important in star wars it's a important important theme mm-hmm. and um yeah they're just re-emphasizing that and once again they're hinting at the helmet thing again aren't they because yep. when when mando did do that baby weren't just like snacking on his um macaron <laughs> uh, he, he he is like 
looking up at him, although he didn't have the uh, snack snacks mm-hmm. at that time. He looked up, up at him. Snack. <laughs> snack on. <laughs> mate, let's mate trademark that ASAP. Um, yeah, so he was just looking up. It's hinting at something, isn't it? I know. I th- I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the series. Mando might not be wearing his helmet all the time. I don't know. Maybe at the beginning of the next series. I don't know. One last thing to say as well: Baby Yoda was amazing in this episode. Really loved him. And again, I loved that. He was kind of left with the school, so the adult stuff can happen elsewhere. I, 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 I'm down for it. I'm here for it. It's, it's lovely. Like I said earlier, the school scene I thought was was lovely, really lovely, gorgeous scene. Um, yep. But one thing I will say, mate, is um, <sighs> this show's going going some crazy places, man. We've seen. All of the footage, all of the promo material is Dude. from the first four episodes. Why? Because we're go we are going places now. Mate, we are on we're on the spice train. <laughs> we're at Dagenham. We're at Dagenham East <laughs> and we're going into town. We are we're getting off at embankment and we're walking to the West End, mate. It's this gonna be it's it's going to be filth. They are keeping stuff from us, and I'm and I'm loving it. I'm here for that. I don't I'm I don't like being spoiled at any point. I don't I don't usually watch film trailers unless it's Star Wars because that's how we roll. Because I like to go in with as little knowledge as possible. So being able to go into the final half of this season with basically no idea. The only thing we know is we are definitely probably actually going to get a Sokotano. We know that. And we and that's it. That's all we know that's happening. But now what we've been set up and what Gideon is up to, this leads to big things, doesn't it, mate? So um, I mean, I guess we go it kind of like chronologically. It's when 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 Mando, Grief, Kara, and Mithril find those two dudes, Imperials (laughs) guarding that control station. One of them shouts, "Purge the drives!" And then they get shot. And then they turn around, mate. And it ain't a control. And it isn't an Imperial facility. That they're used to. There's there's stuff all around them, isn't there, mate? It's not scout camp, mate. It's not snap. <laughs> it's not scout camp. It might just well be Glastonbury, mate. And who's <laughs> who's performing on the main stage? Flipping Snokey Robinson and the Miracles, oh, mate. Oh, Snokey yeah. boy. <laughs> Snokey. Tears of a clone. Yes. Yeah, I, look, I I don't know if it's Snoke. I don't know who it was, but it's a cloning facility. Wasn't it? Was it? It's, could it have been Palps, maybe? Maybe, maybe, because according to some books, <laughs> <laughs> according uh. to some some books off a shelf somewhere from someone's mind, um, the, the Palpatine we see in episode nine is a clone body, right? Listen, take that with a pinch of salt. They're going to change that. I, I, I'm calling it now. Don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, whatever. They're going to expand on that. And they're not going to be looking at that book saying, oh, oh, let's follow the rules on it. No, mate. They're going to chuck that out the window, burn it, shoot a hole for it as well. Palpa they're not going to do that. I, I think I got a vibe that that was, that was Snoke. Mm-hmm. I got the vibe that, that so. was Snoke. And I think Palpatine in episode nine is the same Palpatine. I think mm-hmm. that makes more sense, if anything. I and think, he was just... I'm trying to think back now. I'm try- I think that was I think that was the same Palpatine, I think, which is why he re- regenerates at the end of the film, like when he when he uses the dyad bond. Uh, right. Um, 
I think. Um, I think I don't know. It might be, and they transferred oh, his. Cares, I don't. I don't remember. I, just, I can't mate, remember. They did it so it. badly. I don't remember. Long it off, mate. Long it off. Ugh. Snokes. A seizure. A seizure. Snoke. I think it is a bit <laughs> of Snoke in, in there. It looked like Snoke. It looked more like Snoke than Palpatine to me because it like had the bald face. There was like an indent in the face. Uh, hang on, I, I took a photo of it. You lad. And we've seen I, Snoke I, I in a jar before, haven't we? Like pickled Snoke. We've seen that. So it's right. an image that Star Wars fans can immediately see and think, Roger Skywalker, Snoke in the vat. So it, it would make sense it would be Snokey boy. What's weird though, right, is when I look at the picture, yeah, like I said, it looks a wee bit more like Snoke mm-hmm. than Palpatine, but could be completely wrong. There looks like there's this huge, like, bug stuck on the side of the body, the side slash, like, the right side of the torso. Like, there's this huge bag just stuck on it. Um, maybe something has gone wrong in the process. Pershing but did say that, didn't he? Yeah, Dr. Pershing. Yeah, well, he says a, he says a few funny things, man. Obviously, right, we, we know, and I think this is something you've even mentioned, Matty Boy, yourself, and I'm sure many people have. It was pretty obvious... Um, I think what they were doing mm-hmm. with um, Baby Yoda in season one, you know, Dr. Pershing has the cloning emblem That's it. on his jacket. Yeah. Um, and he had Baby in the facility. They were doing tests on him. Like they're doing blood tests and taking blood from him. Bless his little heart. Um, <laughs> and he mentions in this episode, like M count or M level, midichlorian count. They wouldn't say the word, but they... they- alluded to he said baby we basically said they're not so going to get a subject with a higher m count than this <laughs> so they, they, they almost said the word what? they almost yeah. said that word but because they're trying to oh. use the blood to reanimate these subjects baby has the highest m count they've had but the experiments are failing badly pershing says there were promising results for an entire fortnight but then sadly the body rejected the blood and i found this bit interesting i fear the volunteer will meet the same regrettable fate if we continue the transfusion. Who's the volunteer? Is that what they're calling, like, the the Snoke? Or is there, like, what's what's the volunteer? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I missed that. He says in this episode, because I've only seen it once, I I went back and I fast-forwarded through some bits and I took some, like, photos on my phone just because I've been been working. So, hang on, he he says... So he says, there were promising results for an entire fortnight... But then, sadly, the body rejected the blood. So whatever it is they were uh, experimenting on, it was fine for two weeks with baby blood in it, and then it rejected it and obviously died. He then says, I fear the volunteer will meet the same regrettable fate if we continue with the transfusion. So he recommends that the child be halted because they've exhausted their supply of blood. The child was little. They could only take a, a little bit off of him. But so basically, they he says we we need the child back. We need to get him back. So, but he says I fear the volunteer will meet the same fate. The volunteer. I mean, I'm, that might just be the, a code name for the Snokes in a jar. But interesting. Right. That is an interesting use of word, isn't it? Yeah. I just think I think once again the fact that I think it's just so impressive and refreshing that we're living in an era that there's some thought going into the long term of a of a project. I'll be completely honest with you, mate. The MCU fact that we aside. saw cloning 
we saw Doctor Cloning Boy uh, in the first series, yeah, yep. and we were like, oh, it's a cloning like, oh, that seems a bit crazy. And guess what? Season two comes along. Yeah, that's what he's been doing, and he's back as well. They're not messing about. We're not just not seeing him again. And he's answering you know, to Gideon as well. So good. And they were like, oh, but Gideon's dead, isn't he? No, that, that recording is three days yes. old. And the music three in that scene is incredible old. with the scratchy kind of strings and that. The music, as they build up to that final moment, oh. is amazing. Hang on. You talk about music. When they look, when they look at the old um, Snoke seizure, yeah? Hmm. Flipping hell. It, I'm telling you that it's, it's the opera music again. Or what from Sith? From Revenge of the oh, Sith. Well, yeah. I need to listen to this again, mate. What? You feel bad. Well, I'm sounding a bit more like the Who from um, Old Fallen. Or Over a didgeridoo. Yes. He loves it, though. He loves yeah, it. Or that. Hootney. Yeah, he loves it. I can't do that. But that's a good show. <laughs> no. Mate, I heard the music. And they used that music in The Force Awakens. It was, and it, I'm not saying it's like the exact same. But it's it it's it's definitely like an interpretation of it. Like go back, listen to it. As soon as I heard it, I thought, "Oh my days, this is getting real. <sighs> this is the real deal, we're, guys." We're going they there. are. What did I say, Matt? I said I want to see the Empire, like, and and their plans, their their development into the first order i i believe that's exactly what we're saying because once again without trying to move away from this topic necessarily so we can we can come back and revisit if you want time depending like we see at the end of the episode gideon in this like tricked out room and there's these like droids or like super things like on on the side again i took a picture of them Mm -hmm. and they look like half droid half people like like an an upgrade on the death. Tro- yeah, yeah. It looked it looked like an upgrade on the death troopers. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. It looked like super buff. It looked really eighties actually, and I didn't get a great view of them. It was I, I think obscured was enough. The lighting, I think so. Is obscured enough to make same as the Snokes in a tank. The lighting was just dark enough or just shaded enough so you couldn't quite see what it was. And same with that one at the end as well. It's obviously something because nothing in this series. Is going to waste. So whatever Gideon is looking mm. at, he's taken to uh, Corvus to where where Mando's about to go. Um, and I love the shot of the Imperial ship flying overhead. Actually, to introduce that scene, because we found out that the Mimbanese engineer at the beginning of the episode he plants a tracking device on the crest. So Gideon is going after the crest. The crest is going to go and meet Ahsoka. Well, it looks like we're going to get a battle. And then I thought to myself, uh, just coming off of the uh, coming out of the vac tube earlier on, I was like, "They, what, what have they? What have they harvest Ahsoka's blood? Because there's a there's a powerful force use of there. What if, and I don't mean killer necessarily, uh, but what if they take some of her blood uh, and that is what regenerates the the Snoke or the power? Imagine how that would tie into the sequel trilogy. That actually." It was like the M count or whatever of Ahsoka or and or the baby that regenerated or gave us Snoke, which then went on to blast blow up the New Republic and that. Mate, I thought of that and I was like, my mind got blown a little bit because I don't think they're not going to kill Ahsoka in this season or in this series. I have ninety nine percent sure they're not going to do that, but they can still nick a little blood maybe, and that could then be maybe more tolerant to that than they would be of babies. This volunteer. 
I don't know, mate. I'm I'm interested. I also thought, isn't it funny that the First Order worked behind the scenes for 30 years and then only had any kind of power for a year before they lost in Episode Nine? But yeah, true. I I really like that ending. I'm just glad we got to see Gideon. You know, I'm a big fan of Gideon and uh, Esposito oh. himself. He's such a presence. So I'm glad he's back. We've seen him now, not on a holo- hologram. He's back. We know that they're Holla. going after the crest. Holla. Then we know that the crest is going to find Ahsoka. So how, also, how's Ahsoka going to find that? This random Mando's turned up to meet her, and he's being trailed by it looks what looks like a death squad of potentially troopers that have been enhanced genetically and, and, and an imperial moth. I mean, how is she going to find that? Oh, mate, it's all just a bit mental, isn't it? It's all just a bit mental. And Mando's getting tracked. Ray's Crest is getting tracked. That poor shit. Which means he's going to see Ahsoka next on the planet of Corvus, yep. the Garden City, <laughs> Whirlwind Garden City. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it's like, and then Gideon's going to be following in his new, awesome, spicy, filthy looking ship. Big boy ship. Which looked incredible, which he spoke about in the um, pre-release of of Mandalorian. He spoke about it in a few interviews, didn't he? I just yeah, feel yeah. like they're, in, they're they're not only enriching the sequel trilogy, but just like the whole Star Wars lore. They're taking notes and and doing nods to everything: the prequels, originals, and the sequels. And I like that. I respect it because the sequels are there; they're canon. That's it. Right, so Mando is just doing its thing, and it's world building, man. I, I, I love it. And what about what about this? What about this? Go on. The line: "You'll be rewarded in the new era." Yeah, the new era. Ah, oh, yeah. They're building, and I love it. And and even then, before that, uh, what's the geezer called? Uh, Carson Teva, the New Republic pilot, who's played by the guy I can't remember now. He was in the last. Uh, ep- he was in the X Wing alongside Dave Filoni. He says to Cara Dune at the end, when he obviously mentions the order on disaster, she also, she says she lost everyone. And they gave that moment quite a bit of weight, which I really like that they brought up Alderaan and actually let it sit for five, 10 seconds and let us see like the pain on their face. And he also leaves her in the public crest. But he says to her, something's going on out here. You know, we, we know something's yes. going on, but basically we don't know what. And we could do if, you know, we could do with the local enforcement uh, agencies helping us out a bit here. So I love the fact that the New Republic, they know something's happening, but they don't know what. And then you've, on the other side, you've got Gideon and his officers talking about a new era and all of the things they're doing. It, they really are building up to something here, mate. And I still hope they they don't lose sight of the fact that this is the Mandalorian. I don't want it to become like the sequel trilogy, um, like feet, uh, jumping off point. I still want this to be the Mando, but... This kind of hearing, seeing this was like, do you know what, mate? I'm all, I'm here for this. I'm, I don't know what they're going to do next, other than probably meet Ahsoka. Are we going to get Ahsoka fighting Gideon? Is she going to take on those Death Troopers? A white saber versus a black dark saber. Oh, mate. Like, what mate. is happening? And then you've got all Amando's tricks and toys, but unless Ahsoka has got some Force sensitives with her or some more Mandalorians, I don't know. But otherwise, it's just going to be Mando. Ahsoka and Baby against an entire platoon and a massive ship. Oh, mate. But that's why we got the four episodes, isn't it? Like I mentioned it earlier, we have no idea 
what's going to go on with the next four episodes. We don't even know what the planets are going to look like. We don't we don't know anything. And that's actually made me more excited because I knew this week it was going to be Graves' episode. I knew that. And I've not looked into spoilers. I've not even looked at the titles of, of the episodes. I'm not interested. I'd rather find out week by week at this rate to be honest because mate the these first four episodes we, we've seen everything and everything that we knew about season two of mandalorian apart from speculation we now know and we've seen on the screen and i think what's crazy is more has happened than i th- than i'd expect a lot more has happened they've got it- so much into four episodes yeah, and it's and it's not even like it's crazy over the top stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you're a casual fan, you'd just be like, "Yeah, right, cool. This is all making sense so far." Like I love that, mate. I love that. I just, mate, I, I'm I'm really pleased. I can't wait. You're loving life, aren't you, mate? You're loving this. You're loving these Mando Fridays. And, but I also like you mentioned like the casual fan. We mentioned it last week when old Boca Tan turned up. They didn't. They gave her all the backstory they needed. I love it, and she's going to be back as well. I mean. I love how they set these characters up and it is it's frustrating in the sense that I need more bow in my life after how cool she was last week. But I know that at some point, whether it's this season or next season, she's coming back. The armor is coming back. We probably will see Fett again at some point. Oh, these characters get I'm... built up and they they mention like they, like they mentioned Ahsoka. We know we're getting her. I, I knew we were probably weren't going to get her this week, and I'm fine with that. I'm sure we will get her next week. But even if we don't. We'll probably get the next episode. We know she's coming now, so speculation's over, and now it's just a wait. Uh, so I, I love can't... how they tease these things, and we and there is going to be a payoff. And, Bo, and oh. Katie Sackoff pretty much said she didn't say anything, but she was asked by Ash Crossan in a great interview recently, are, are, "Are you coming back?" And she's like, "Well, let's just see where the story goes." But you know, there's some pretty cool stuff coming, so uh, right. I, they're not going to waste that character, I think. But I love how they set these things up. Where they're going next, I assume they're going to. Uh, Corvus, but mate, I I just don't. Ah, oh, mate, I can't picture what's going to happen next. I haven't I haven't seen many reactions to this episode. I hope people enjoyed it as much as I did anyway. Because I don't. It certainly isn't a filler. This is as far as you can get from filler because it's setting stuff up now. But I had, I had a really decent time with this mate, and I also wanted to shout out to. There's an incredible shot at the end as well when when the crest flies in to save the transport at the end, takes the tie fighters down. Obviously, he pursues that TIE fighter into the sky and blasts it. And then he turns mm-hmm. back round and he speeds towards the other TIE fighter. And there's and he's like a plant chicken. And there's this incredible shot, long shot, as they're bearing down on each other from opposite ends, opposite diagonal ends of the screen. I was just like, the first time I saw that, I just literally went, yes, mate, yes. Because yes. there were some... Because I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying about the, the alley, the corridor scenes, because I will go back and watch them. But there are also some very decent, very inspired shots in this. And obviously Matt Mandolin True. spins through his flaming metally carcass of that TIE fighter. But there's some great, great shots in this. And Mithril also mentions the fact that there's no guardrails in Star Wars. So that was a nice little nod. But oh, I love that. so much. I take love there, that. And yeah, mate, I love that. And I need to re well, like I said, I need to rewatch it again before I judge and condemn. But like all in all, it, the, everything, the quality was high. The quality was there. Uh, and I'm just happy. And I, I think it's crazy that this series has given us more information on what's happening to the Empire and where we are in this era of time in the Star Wars timeline. You know, it's given us a lot. And that's why this this episode was actually very important. Tell us, what's the Empire doing? 
What are they? What is the Remnant Empire doing? What's their plans? Like now, mate, found out loads. Yep. Found out loads. And it's not like they're not playing stupid with us. I, I'm really happy with it, mate. I'm really happy. And I'm absolutely buzzing to watch it again. <laughs> Good old uh, Snokey Robinson and the Miracles, like I said, it, mate. Seas of a clone. No, you like that. Um, yeah, I mate. I don't know where they're going, mate. But just on this episode then, mate, I, in the universe, you know what I mean? I was just so glad to see Grief Karga and Kara back just to get that gang back from season one because I keep banging on like I have in this episode about like the heart of the Mandalorian is sort of was always set up to be those guys and IG-11 in the promotional posters for the first season. So they're kind of the Mando to me. There's nothing, they aren't force users. They're just like mercenaries or guild members or ex-shock troopers. That's all they are. And I love it that they're just like, people who just happen to be like Liam Neeson and Taken. They've got a particular set of skills and they're very good at it. So I'm glad I was glad to see them back together again. I hope we see more of them. Maybe Mando's gonna put his ultimate fantasy team together and, and recruit Bo Katan, Grief, Kara to fight off Gideon at the end of oh, this season. Or Bobber. Who knows? But I, I really enjoyed this one, mate. I'm looking forward to sit here hearing what you think after seeing it again. And We'd always we always love hearing what you guys think out there. So let us know what you thought of the siege. Did you think it was a filler episode? Was it your favourite? Was it your worst? Let us know uh, on our socials, which can be found at Luke uh, Star Wars Sessions That is our swanky website. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. On Instagram, we're at Star Wars Sessions, and uh, check out our cheeky Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes. Uh, yes, go to all of those. Follow, comment, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, but yes, guys, th- girls, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed Mandalorian Recap as much as we enjoy doing it each week. But until next time, from me, this is the way. And from Luke, this is the way. This is the way.